Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast at Atonement. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined by Sarah DeYoung, and today we have a couple of guests with us. We have uh, Tim Hiller and Brent Brandt from Churches United. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Uh, uh, I found out the other day that you would be here uh, to uh, uh, pick up some supplies that we've been gathering for 50 days of feeding the world, and I thought it'd be a good idea to have you come in and and just talk about what you do at at Churches United. Um, So first, um, uh, Brent, uh, I'll ask you to to, uh, just sort of introduce people who might not know what Churches United is. Well, thanks for that. We... um Churches United is an organization that's been around since 1987. It was formed by uh, about a dozen churches that got together and saw the need to help the uh, people in town that were experiencing homelessness. So it, it started with, well, this church is going to take it for a couple weeks, and this church will take it for a couple weeks, and, 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 and so on. And it, it, it remained that way for a little while, and then a nonprofit was formed. And uh, it's moved around a little bit at a few different sites in Fargo-Moorhead, and it ended up uh, at 1901 First Avenue North in Moorhead, uh, the old Plunkett's Furniture Building across from a Coke, uh, kind of between Junkyard and, uh, and Burger King in Moorhead. And uh, that's where we've been for a while, and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a good building to help people that were experiencing homelessness. Uh, we joined forces with another organization called the Dorothy Day Organization a couple years ago. Uh, the Dorothy Day organization had the Dorothy Day House, which uh, was a men's-only shelter on 8th Street over by Concordia in Moorhead. And they also had a couple of food pantries. They had the uh, Dorothy Day Food Pantry in Moorhead on Main, just a little east of Hornbacher's, and then another food pantry in West Fargo, a run out of the Holy Cross Church. Um, uh, so we joined forces with them, uh, and so then we were, were doing fine. And then we uh, started another uh, site called the Bright Sky Apartments, which is on 34th Street um, in Moorhead, on the Moorhead-Dilworth corner, just a little bit north of Cashwise, a little bit south of Walmart. And uh, the Bright Sky Apartments was formed. It was an affordable housing is really what it was. It was a permanent supportive housing unit. When people were experiencing homelessness, we, we, we would find them places to go, but to have a, a site where we could still kind of help people after, after they spent time with us was great. So when they moved into it, we provided them with their pots and pans and their beds and their bedding and uh, still have a food pantry there. Where we're providing those people with some food and, uh, and it's been great. Um, so we have five sites now. We kind of did a renaming of our Churches United building on 1901 First Avenue North because we kind of were fumbling with the, the shelter. Well, which shelter, the Dorothy Day House or, or the Churches United shelter? So Churches United became our umbrella name, and we renamed that building Micah's Mission. So Micah's Mission is that site that traditionally people would think of as Churches United at 1901 First Avenue North. So Micah's Mission has about 120 people, men, women, and families, Kind of makes Churches United a little bit unusual in that we take complete families. We don't split them apart like most shelters do. So we, uh, we have a men's wing, we have a women's wing, and we have family units. So people that are experiencing homelessness will come to Micah's Mission or the Dorothy Day House, and we'll find them housing. Eventually, homelessness is uh, something that some people uh, experience, and it might be a day, it might be a week, it might be a month, but eventually we'll, we'll get them into housing. Um, we also provide food out of the uh, Micah's Mission and Dorothy Day um, shelters to community members. If somebody needs a meal, they can come to either of those shelters and we'll give them a sack lunch. Currently, we're doing a, a partnership with uh, Trinity and Moorhead and, and people can get a hot meal. We'll provide 
a hot meal for people. We'll make the meal at Micah's Mission, and we'll transport it over to, to, to Trinity between uh, noon and 1. Monday through Friday, they can get a hot meal because they were kind of siding on sack lunches for a long, long time. So this has kind of been a nice new addition to what we've been doing. So if we have five sites. We help about 450 people every single day. Wow, 450. Well, th- thank you for, uh, for that uh, uh, rundown there, uh, Brent. Um, how many homeless people are there in the Fargo-Moorhead area? I believe on any given night, there's around 1,000 to 1,100 people who are experiencing homelessness. And between the shelters, there's only about five to 600 beds available. So there's the demand uh, for bedding far exceeds what, what we're currently able to do, provide. Okay. So um, are there, uh, what do we do with the overflow? Or how do we help those people? That's a good question. Um, we are trying our best to help them in our overflow. So we, we have 85 beds at Micah's Mission, and then we open up our community center, which is where people have meals, and then at night there's activities during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but at night, that becomes our overflow. We have mats on the floor, and uh, people people are spending the night there in our overflow. Um, we're looking at another site to uh, potentially open up another overflow this winter. Um yeah, there's a strong need for people right now. There's we don't know what people are doing, and it's hard to help those kind of people. You know, mm-hmm. if they're, you don't you don't know where they're at. They're on our waiting list. We're trying to get them in as as soon as we get some people out of our, you know, shelter into housing. That opens up beds for people that are on our waiting list. So, you know, the best way to, for people to help somebody in a, in a homeless situation is to help an organization that's directly helping people experiencing homelessness, like Churches United. Right. So, and speaking of that, we're in 2020, we're in the pandemic, uh, going through all that. What, um, what have you seen as far as um, volunteers or, or um, have you seen a drop off in, uh, in help from, from the community or? Um, well, we have, but, it, but when, when COVID hit, well, I'll, I'll go back to before COVID hit, mm-hmm. we had lots of volunteers that would be at Micah's Mission Daily helping us with meals. Uh, um, probably about 90% of our meals were provided by, you know, the Rotary Group or the Exchange Club or the uh, the different churches in town would, that would either prov- provide a meal, they would bring the food and cook the food at our kitchen, or they would uh, cook it in their own commercial kitchen and bring it to us and, and serve it to us. But when COVID hit, we had to stop having volunteers come into our building, so we had to hire about seven, eight people to work in our kitchen to... Uh, to fill that need of those volunteers. Our pantries, well, originally we shut down the, uh, the um, volunteers coming in and hired extra staff to be at our food pantries. Um, we, we've kind of loosened that a little bit now. We, we have some, some volunteers at our food pantries, primarily because a lot of it is just boxing up food on your own and then bringing it out to cars. And, you know, if we wear a mask and we're safely doing that, that's okay. But Currently, we're not taking, uh, there's people that want to help out, but mm-hmm. because of our COVID restrictions, we're, we're kind of keeping the volunteers out of our shelters right now. Right. So I know that, you know, we, we uh, did the 50 days of feeding the world um, and you're picking up supplies today. How can people help without coming into the building? Can they, can they drop uh, supplies off to you or, or to, the, to the churches that they're working with or? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that, that folks can help us. One way, as you said, that we're always happy to take um, donations of any kind, whether food. Um, we're happy to take winter clothes right now, hats, gloves, 
men's jackets especially were in need of to, to help provide warmth during the cold season. Um, we're also always open to financial gifts. Financial gifts allow us to make the decisions that we need to make at the time. And so there's a lot of ways that people can get involved um, with us. Okay. It's that Christmas season too. So toys are a welcome donation for us as well. And we're actually handing out toys at our uh, food pantries coming up. We'll be handing out toys to people that come with children at our food pantries as well, along with the people that are at our shelters and the Bright Sky Apartments. Mm -hmm. So have you seen uh, an increase in need in, with the pandemic? I'm assuming that you probably have. November was a record month for our food pantry, and that record only stood for a month because October was a record before that and September was a record before that. So every month has increased uh, the amount of people that we're serving out of our food pantries and the pounds of food served at our food pantries. We're, we'll be well over 2 million pounds of food served out of our food pantries in 2020. Oh. Wow. And what is, what, do you know, 2019, what? Maybe 1.6 million. Oh, 1. wow. Or was it 1.2? It was 1.2 last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the need has been strong. Um, long lines of people at, at the pantries to, to, you know, just people that, are dealing with food insecurity this year that they've never dealt with before. People that have, you know, never thought about coming to a food pantry before, but now coming to our food pantry for some help. And, and we're, you know, we're handing out milk and eggs and produce and meat. And, uh, you know, of course the, the non-perishable items too, where they're not just getting a box of macaroni and cheese and, and, and green beans. They're getting, you know, good stuff for their, for their families to feed. Yeah. So beyond uh, food and, and shelter, uh, is there a, uh, other programs that you run, or is there a sort of a process that uh, typically when people come in that they would go through um, if they're, if they're um, you know, for any kind of help that way? Well, if someone's experiencing homelessness, again, some of them might be fleeing an abusive situation. It might be for a night or two until they can move on to somewhere else. It, it might be somebody that's, uh, you know, lost their home, lost their job, and they're they're with us for a while. So we have case managers that are helping our guests. Our case managers are helping them with jobs. They're helping them, you know, learn how to shop for groceries. They're, they're helping them find housing. They're helping them with any kind of uh, issues that they're dealing with. So our case managers are great and, and, and help our, our guests uh, to the best of their ability. Yeah, so it's more than just uh, providing food and shelter. It's uh, um, comprehensive, I guess. Would that be the... the yeah, and there's also volunteer opportunities. Now, uh, we have a number of guests who have COVID who are in isolation, and we're asking local churches if they're interested, if they have befrienders ministries or people who are willing to call them. Uh, our guests are lonely as they sit mm -hmm. in a hotel all day, and so we're asking churches if they have people who'd like to volunteer um, to make contact with them and just talk to them and, and you know provide spiritual and moral support. Yeah, I didn't even think of, of that, you know, if somebody has COVID. So they're sometimes being put up in a hotel. Okay. Yeah, put in That's isolation. Correct. So Yeah. yeah. Hmm. For the longest time, we weren't hit with COVID, but uh, recently we've been hit kind of hard with COVID. And we, you know, we put them in isolation. We're, we'll make the food. We'll bring it over to them. But they're, you know, they got two weeks of sitting in a hotel room mm -hmm. by themselves. So that, as Tim mentioned, uh, the Defenders Ministry has been a nice addition to what we're providing yeah. Um, so what about future plans? Uh, you said there's about 1,100 homeless on a typical night. Um, do you have uh, future plans coming up? Well, it's nice that you mentioned that because <laughs> we have a, uh, we have some, again, the Bright Sky Apartments uh, over on 34th Street. There's a, a, some land to the east of it that's been 
bacon. We've actually had it on the market. And nobody's bitten on buying it. So, again, the, the need in this community is affordable housing. So we're going to build an apartment complex. Uh, the big uptick that we've seen in uh, the, the uh, homeless population is seniors. Um, doubled the amount of seniors that we're helping this year over last year. So we're going to build a 55 and up apartment complex. We're going to call it Silver Linings. So we're hoping to break ground in March. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a uh, state-of-the-art apartment complex with a with a nice community room and a worship center, and it's going to have a food pantry. Their key to open their mailbox is going to open up a box to get food out of as well. So they'll, uh, we'll have case managers that will be helping them as well. And we'll have some one-bedroom units for a couple that uh, are living there, and we'll also have a bunch of pods. And a pod is... Think, think, think a dorm room, you know, a small area with their bed and their and their own bathroom and a, and a small little kitchen. And, and then the pods will, will be encircled around a nice community center so um, the people will have a, a little bit of space where they can gather. And there's some fellowship that can happen there and they can play cards and watch TV and craft and do crossword puzzles and, and, and have a lot of fun. So it'll, it'll be um, good for their heart and their soul. And mm-hmm. we're excited to break ground, and we're raising money for that right now. If this sounds like something that you're interested in helping uh, some seniors in need, uh, you can contact us and support our Silver Linings project. We had a goal of 500000 to raise, and we're sitting at about 317 right now. So we have a little ways to go. So if you felt like uh, writing a check or uh, getting out your credit card and helping us with this project, we'd love to talk to you about it. Okay. Um, are there are there grants or anything available like uh, for funding, not just – something like the like silver linings but but in general um because i'm sure that you know the pandemic is is hitting a lot of different people um uh, how are you sort of bridging that gap sure well the silver linings project is a great example 500,000 is what we're we need to raise there it's a multi-million dollar project and that's that's there's housing um, grants that we applied for and, and just this week actually found out that we got some money for the Silver Linings Project. But yeah, there's been some COVID grants that have helped us out this year. Uh, there's been some food grants that we've gotten and some some grants for some PPP supplies. And so, yeah, we've we've been busy writing grants and trying to find out what kind of funds are out there to help us out. Uh, state funds, uh, national funds, uh, church foundation funds, other private foundation funds. So it's, we've been grateful for all of those uh, kinds, of, kinds of support to keep us going this year. Good. Um, do you have a question, sir? Not that I can think of right now. Oh, okay. Um, I, I do just want to say I really like how you guys touched on you do more than just shelter and food because whenever I talk about Churches United on our side of things, I always just say Churches United Network because you guys do so much and there's so many different aspects that go into it that really it's important for people to know that it's not just what you think of when you think of a homeless shelter you're doing all of these things that go into people's lives to help them back on their feet and to reestablish them so thank you guys well, thank, yeah. you. thank you yeah i think we do our best to make homelessness brief rare and non-reoccurring right and so mm-hmm. churches united very intentionally gives mm-hmm. wraparound care so people you know what issues they're dealing with we can provide mm-hmm. them and it's, yeah. it's an exciting organization I like that brief, rare, and non-reoccurring. I th- that's mm-hmm. that's great. Um, we took a group to San Francisco um, in 2019, I think, is is when we went. And you know, homelessness is is um, really bad out there. A lot of times, I don't think people think of you know homelessness here in Fargo, Moorhead, um, but it is as you said, the the 1100 
number kind of blows my mind. I mean, is there 150,000 in Fargo and Moorhead total, 150,000 people? Uh, you, you know, if that's uh, 1% of the population, it's crazy to think of that. So, um, Yeah, we don't see it because they're not congregated on, on, a, on a street corner and, and you don't see it as you drive by, but uh, it's, it's there. There's some, our waiting list proves it. There's, there's people right now that need a place to get into shelter right now. Yeah. Wow. So what is your biggest need right now today? Well, financial support, again, is the thing that we always need because it helps us buy what we need at the at the uh, certain time that we need it. Um, but other than that, you know, like Tim mentioned, boots and gloves and coats. Uh, you know, if you're looking in your closet and you, you have a coat that you haven't used in a while and you want to get rid of it, we'll certainly gladly take that and, and, and hats, gloves and mittens and boots. And uh, diapers is something that we can always use. Uh, lots of lots of families uh, that are experiencing homelessness or the people at the Bright Sky Apartments that have babies. Uh, so wipes and, and diapers are, are always in need. And we also hand some of those out at a food pantry as well when a family comes uh, driving up with their car in the food pantry and they have kids, we'll, we'll hand out diapers and wipes there as well. Um, it's Christmas time, so toys is something that we're, we're looking for. But, um, yeah, at the food pantry, we try to have – you know, not just green beans and macaroni and cheese. So those those things get donated a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need cooking oil and we need flour and we need sugar and we need spices, salt and pepper, and, you mm. know, those kind of things are always in need. And, you know, if you're, at the, if you're at Sam's and you buy the big, you know, box of apples and you can't use them all, maybe you want to donate one of those bags of apples to us, uh, you know, or, or, you know, lots of, lots of produce we need are, Milk and eggs and those kind of things. I mean, maybe not the easiest thing to, to donate to a food pantry, but those are the things that that were that are a need. And so, again, financially, yeah. if we have the money, we can buy those. If we're short of eggs, we can buy eggs. But uh, yeah, um, what else comes to mind, Tim? In the summer, if you have a garden, we're always happy to take fresh produce too. Yep. So, yeah, I th- I think that yep. it, it's interesting that like the cooking oil and and things. I think that that is not something that would typically come to my mind, uh, but it is something that. You know, when I'm at home, hey, we want to make this or we want to make that. Oh, you know, we don't, you know, that's a, a huge, those sort of base uh, ingredients that you need for different things that you're making. I think part of that is because, you know, we were Churches United for the homeless for the long, for the longest time, for, for decades. Mm-hmm. We've, we've dropped the for the homeless. We're just called Churches United because we, we help people that have homes. People that are coming to the food pantry, they're, they're taking that home to their house, their apartment, and and they're making meals, so they they need those kind of things as well. So yeah, for sure, that's that's part of it to to get people educated that we we are helping people that have homes to live in. They just need some support. They need a little extra help. Yeah, right. Do you have events throughout the year that you that that um, where you raise money or raise awareness or or things like that? Get the community involved. Maybe raise volunteer opportunities. You know, I did a, a couple of, you know, when when COVID hit, we had to punt on a couple of our normal kind of events, but I did a couple of parking lot bingos. Mm. Uh, did you, have you heard about parking lot bingo? Yeah. It was fantastic. KFGO does this thing called parking lot bingo and uh, you sit in your car, COVID free, and you get your game cards and you play on Zoom and uh, listen to the announcers. And uh, so I did a couple of the Moorhead Center Mall. It was fantastic. It was just Fun to have an event where people could come to and they felt safe and uh, raised a couple bucks and had some fun and uh, did a food drive along with it. So that was pretty cool. So we did a 
our, our annual event, our biggest fundraiser of the year is called Gourmet Soup Kitchen. And again, pre-COVID, it would be, uh, you know, get together and you're, you're getting a nice table at a, at a hotel and you're uh, getting some, some soup and some delicious uh, bread. And uh, the soup is tasty as well, obviously, mm-hmm. and some dessert. But we did it online this year, so it was a little different. But we still had some great support and people supported that event. But uh, it wasn't quite the same, you know. Mm-hmm. With COVID, it's, it's tough to do events, for sure. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, so, um, website or uh, phone number, do you have uh, a, w- a website people can go check out for more information? Jim, you got it? Uh, I should. <laughs> churchesunited.org. <laughs> .org, yeah. Churches-united.org. Churches-united.org. We can put that in the description. That'll be in the description. <laughs> okay. Yep, you can find will. us on Facebook and kind of follow along with what we're doing. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, is, is there anything else that... Uh, um, that I didn't, any, uh, any questions that you'd like to answer that I didn't ask? I guess basically. That's a great question. I love that one. That's, uh, that's Pastor Sue's favorite right. when, when she does an interview. What did I not ask you that you wanted to answer? Right. Yeah. Well, Tonman's been a great partner for us with the food drives and with the presence for Bright Sky Apartments. And so we're very grateful for everything you've done for us. Yeah, we're, we're happy to, happy to help. And yeah, that was a, you know, I don't know if you're going to, will they be able to see a picture of this? Yeah, amazing? it'll be up yes. on our Facebook and I'll share that's, it to the podcast page. There's food uh, that's going to help so many people and, and presents for uh, kiddos at the shelters. That's going to be great. And kiddos at the Bright Sky Apartments is too. So lots of smiling faces will come from your generosity of atonement. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming in. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all you do for the community. It's a, a wonderful thing. And, and um, you know, anytime you can help people out and, and improve their lives, it just improves the, the community as a whole. So I really appreciate what you do. Thank you. So, so thank uh, you. Again, Brent and Tim, thank you so much for coming in. Out of your mind. I feel like I just need to quick plug. We are still doing our 50 days of feeding the world for anybody who's listening. This uh, will be up before the end of the year. So if you have food donations, monetary donations, you can make it to Churches United directly or to Atonement. We will make sure that they get it as well. Perfect. All right. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, uh, if you if you uh, are looking for, I should have said this. I forgot. I'm off my game today. You don't have your laptop. That's what I don't have my laptop. Yeah. Uh, If you're looking for a place to worship online this weekend, you can go to atonementfargo.org, atonement.live, or YouTube and search Atonement Fargo. Uh, So, yeah, I will uh, pray us out of here. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for Churches United uh, and the work that they do. God, I pray that you would continue to bless them. And Lord, I pray that you would bless the people who they serve. Um, I pray that they, that they would um, move on from homelessness, that they would um, get the help that they need. And, um, and, and I pray for the people who um, may be a little too proud to ask for the help. Lord, I pray that they would uh, come to uh, a church or come to churches united and uh, and get that help that they that they desperately need at this time so God again I, I thank you for churches united and all the partners that that they work with and I pray that you would continue to bless them in Jesus name amen
All right. Uh, again, for uh, Sarah DeYoung, Brent, and Tim, thank you so much. And join us again next week for another riveting episode <laughs> of that podcast. <laughs>